The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit AT&T.com slash hypergig for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, listen! Dude, my claps, you're going to thank me when you're editing because I think my claps are much crisper now because uh, I caved and get installed on my desk a, a mic arm. So I'm no longer doing the, the 90s stand-up thing where I hold the mic for five hours while we record. I Everyone love this. should know. Yeah, tell me if <laughs> I sound different, it. but yeah. I'm a big boy after five and a half years of podcasting. <laughs> I have a real mic. Therefore, I can clap instead of what I used to do which is hold the mic directly down by my crotch and slap my inner thigh. That's how we <laughs> would really? sync audio. That's yeah, amazing. I do a little ham bone, baby. That's, oh, I love the ham mm-hmm. bone. That's why it always felt so fleshy and, <laughs> and, and yeah, true. When you're editing, you're like, why do Mike's <laughs> claps sound wet? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> and why are they erotic? Why, why does he have erotic yeah, feeling claps? I, so horny now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. an investigation that I liked the result of, sir. Uh, <laughs> thank you for connecting the dots for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, so welcome, shipheads, to in. this. Hi, shipheads. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, welcome to another episode of One Upsmanship. We are your hosts. I am Adam. I am Michael. And we are ready to dive into an underappreciated gem. Uh, uh, a stellar game of its time, I think, is fair to say. Uh, the the singles. You're giving I think it's fair. Blanket review immediately. Yeah. I thought we yeah, discussed yeah. it first. Yeah. Okay. I'm coloring it. I'm coloring it. <laughs> coloring it a little bit. No, so it's a single serving outing, actually, and, and uh, made by our friends at Rockstar called LA Noir. Uh, the Noir story from the 40s about the LAPD and uh, a lot of people from Mad Men. <laughs> so uh, let's pass our first checkpoint. And uh, somebody's going to tell somebody like they're 8-bit. Am I doing that or are you doing that? I feel like I better take it because yeah, you I've never heard you introduce so much bias at the top. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Uh, or it's almost like a spoiler. Like, well, yeah. I say now I listen to the episode. That's bullshit because as you and I say to each other all the time, uh, the review is less important than it actually being a medium for discussion about games. That's right. But yeah. I still think you've skunked the entire episode. <laughs> and yes, I'll be using as much 40s slang as possible. Skunked. Oh, raspberries. 
Uh, in a nutshell, not... yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Oh, I All was right. gonna say I'm I'm not selling wolf tickets. I really do love this game. Please oh, continue. Okay. <laughs> I actually thought it was a stance or a bit or a ploy. That's so weird to me because we talked about this game earlier. I guess your opinion has swayed. But interesting. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This is not my rant. Player one unplugging uh, because it's just <laughs> telling me like I'm 8-bit. So if you never heard L.A. Noir, uh, it's Rockstar, which is important to say because all their games have a similar feel or at least are in the same genre. This one being the most notable outlier, but it's still like other Rockstar games in that they're the studio who brought us most notably GTA and Red Dead Redemption. Um, it's third person. You're a guy with a pretty decent camera distance is one of their things, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're a, mm-hmm. you're a guy, you can see most of your body and you're running around either a city or in the case of Red Dead, you know, the great American West or whatever. And you talk to people and you do missions and you shoot at people and you steal vehicles and you take the vehicles places and get a new mission. So L.A. Noir was a grand departure in that in all the Rockstar games and other games and most other games, period. To this day, when you talk to someone, it cuts to a little movie of you talking to them. And then in many cases, there's dialogue trees where you make options of what should I say back? And they react, blah, blah, blah. L.A. Noir focused on that interaction in a way that was unprecedented or unique for the time and certainly is not like other Rockstar games, um, but also unlike most other games, it focused tremendously on fidelity of the actor's performance. They actually tried to land famous actors. Adam mentioned people from Mad Men. Um, Much more common today, but less so at the time. And even today, a celebrity will usually be a voice in a game because it's so easy for them to just go in the booth. This was more than that. They required more of the actors and they treated it like a real movie and they had had GTA success so they could swing their big money dick around and be like, we could get famous people and shit. And That's we, right. And we've seen the movie L.A. Noir 50 times and we think it's so keen, fellas. Um, so they basically do their own version of L.A. Noir if you've seen that movie. And I mean... Like we'll get into, I don't think there's a bad source of inspiration, but down to like Jack Vincennes, the Kevin Spacey character is clearly uh, yes. your vice partner and like you're Correct. clearly Guy Pierce or there's many similar yeah. through lines. You're the by the book, the guy, you're the guy who's by the book to a fault. It's almost lame as Rob shit. Oh my God. Okay. We'll get into it. But just so you understand the game, you're a cop in forties LA, uh, You know, you work your way through various desks, so you'll solve crimes in like the arson desk, the vice desk, blah, blah, blah. As you you do that by driving around a city, interviewing people with really in-depth interrogation and dialogue trees and a focus on can you tell if they're lying or not based on the actors acting. That was the big trick of the game (laughs) that had not been done before. Yeah. And, uh... You also walk around crime scenes and pick up evidence and examine it and put clues together in your head. And it follows a uh, classic noir story where you slowly uncover a web of corruption that goes all the way to the top. We could get into details later, but we don't need to now. Um, If you've seen like a hard bit in 40s detective story, you know, the basic beats. There ends up being like personal tragedies along the way and femme fatales and people who are broken but repressed. So you don't know it till the end and they reveal their horrible secret. It's usually about the war because of the time period. Uh, The cops are corrupt. Some are good, but most are corrupt and they're hard fighting, hard fucking pissing, cussing racists, and they get the job done. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, you reveal like a web of conspiracy, basically. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and the then movie you die, you were thinking you die of, heroically and tragically, of course, the end. The movie you're thinking of is L.A. Confidential, for those I'm of you sorry, out there. I'm sorry, I kept calling okay. it itself, but yes, yeah, L.A. Yeah. Confidential, which, uh, you know, if you blow Kevin Spacey off stuff off, if you blow Kevin Spacey off was unfortunate phrasing. He would, he would be thrilled. If, by he'd that. be thrilled at this point. He needs yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, blow off Kevin Spacey stuff for political or moral reasons, totally. But if you don't LA confidential is a good movie. Russell oh, Crowe, yeah. Guy Pierce. LA, yeah. LA confidential is great. Based if you on seen an Elmore movie. Leonard, Danny DeVito as the narrator. Yeah. Very fun movie. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, absolutely. 
Uh, okay, awesome. Uh, I think that was a helpful introduction, which leads us to our second checkpoint. We're going to pass it now, which means we've been handed a new case by a suddenly disapproving captain, even though he loved our result last time. So what's the fucking deal with that? Who knows? Uh, and we're going to investigate it. And that case has right labeled across the manila envelope, uh, Gamer Rants. And I will go first. Is that okay, Mike? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, L.A. Noir is a great game trapped in a mediocre body. Uh, that's that's how I feel about it. I think there are some really great ideas here, and there's a lot of like core, very fun things to do. And it's kind of trapped in a GTA body, and it really doesn't want to be in a GTA body, I don't think. Um, here's what I mean by that. So uh, the idea of doing a, an actual investigation with real actors and investigating crime scenes for clues actually lends itself to different formats than this third person open sandbox that they decided to do it in. Um, I think it lends itself to like, I don't know, a point and click or something. And I can see a version of a point and click of exactly all these elements that would be distilled and probably just as satisfying to be honest with you. But I think they knew, no, 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 we're, we're rock star. We got to do an open world. We got to, you know, create LA and drive around at it and stuff. And for my money, I'm not sure that any of the, the, the stuff that you would traditionally attribute to a Red Dead or a Grand Theft Auto works in this game that well. Like the shooting in it is fine. Um, you don't even really know when you're about to die sometimes. Uh, you don't know how many bullets you have. Uh, it feels very utilitarian and sort of bare bones, as does the driving, um, which, by the way, has good physics for a 40s car. But that's not as fun as driving around, you know, a somewhat contemporary vehicle like in GTA. Uh, and also the environment, as gorgeous as it is, as faithfully rendered as it is, feels like a movie set in that it's not very detailed and there's nothing behind it other than the four walls you're looking at. There's not a lot of people there. You can't run people over, which it's not that I want to. It's that it robs it of the feeling of fidelity and consequences. And you know, this is a story about being an LA detective. Uh, so like, and also there's chase scenes that always feel very scripted. Every chase is very scripted. Um, all the stuff that you would do that are like the fights and things, all those things feel subpar for a rock star game. Now, the actual interrogations also have flaws, but the idea of them is so fun. And the idea of putting a case together and doing it this way is really rewarding. I love it. And sometimes it works so well. Like when you're doing the Black Dahlia stuff, um, I think the murder stuff is fantastic. I think it's strange that they do it in the middle of the game and then kind of leave it behind for this larger conspiracy, which is a bit more effusive and harder to get your mind around. I think they think that Mickey Cohen and the L.A. crime scene is more interesting to us than it is. I think Black Dahlia was the thing we should have ended on also, for like emotional reasons. That that guy who always plays gangster played his own brother-in-law? Like he played Mickey Cohen and the brother-in-law that you kill? Is he that right? He did not play the brother-in-law. No, I They're think somebody else played the brother-in-law. similar looking dudes. Okay. They look similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was also in Mad Men. Uh, had Total a great part guy. in Mad Men. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. So like, I think they thought Mickey Cohen and that whole thing was more of a draw than it is. And so it kind of lays a little flat. Um, the acting, you can tell this is like an early days motion capture because a lot of the actors are really indicating and indicating is, I mean that in a technical way, like they're playing emotions so that you can see, ah, they're lying, you know? And so it sometimes feels a little schmaltzy or silly. Um, sometimes it's subtle and rewarding. And I think for a first draft of this idea, it's really cool and it's stuck around and you know, the noir tropes are fun and they do a pretty good job with them. Um, the larger story with Cole Phelps and his unit back in uh, in uh, Okinawa is like if I put it all on a spreadsheet, it's an interesting story. The experience of it as like interstitial between chapters, like cutscenes, is for long periods of time sort of like meaningless. It's like, what are, what are we getting at here? So he was like, an, so Phelps was like kind of an asshole. Sure. He's kind of an asshole now. What, what am I learning here? And I felt like it took too long to tell us interesting things about his relationship to his old unit, which, you know, is the sort of undercurrent of all the narrative in this game. His old unit stole stuff from the army supply, like they stole morphine. They got in the drug business and like the whole game is about unraveling the mess that created. 
And I would say ultimately the game feels a little rushed in all areas. Like everything feels like they kind of just barely got it off in time. The last cut scenes feel like they're a little bit like mm, they didn't quite nail it. But I love the idea. I wish they'd make another one that was like really polished and they would get rid of the chase scenes we don't need and like really just focus on if you want us to drive around L.A., make that matter. Like if you want us to like get in fights and stuff, sure, make it matter. Don't give me like the bare bones, like really fill this out and do it right. And I think that game would be incredible. This one isn't quite. That's my rant. Cool. Uh, <laughs> is it? Is well, it cool? I'm writing notes and I'm done. Uh, ready to respond, counselor. Are Great. you cool to pass that controller? I'm so cool. Oh man, it's still warm and a little sweaty. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember, <laughs> when I was re- truly a kid and could only afford one controller and we passed it around, that was an issue where you'd be like, wipe that shit yeah, off. Controller you hand it to me, bro. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, player two, plugging in. I don't know why we'd unplug the same controller we're sharing. Player two going now. Um, <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, our, as usual, which is happening m- more so lately than different passages in the show, and that's okay. But uh, as is our thing lately, I've noticed, I feel like we observe the same phenomena but it just comes down to a difference of taste in like whether we think that thing is forgivable or not, or that ruins it or not, or the idea is still good enough to overcome it or not. Right. So you're right. I don't disagree as much. Um, I do think it's stuck in being a GTA game. That's only one of the branches of my knocks against it. And I'm going to sound a little more negative, I think, because I'm balancing out Adam. So I'll say up top, uh, I do like, the uh i think what they did is some kind of full motion video capture and then map that onto a 3d rendered face that's roughly the shape of the actor's face i believe that's true after looking into it a little and that is fundamentally different than either modeling something or putting dots on someone's face and capturing it right it was this weird attempt at capturing real actors and catapulting how realistic looking at a CG video game face could feel by Rockstar. And I actually think like Adam, they kind of succeeded there. And it's interesting that we don't copy that more. And I think that's because we found a new, better technique. We leapfrogged it. We're like, now you can just put dots on the actor's face and it looks even better. That's cool. But it's cool that L.A. Noir is this weird little artifact of it's almost like claymation or something where they like they found a unique way to do it. And it does work like the faces when they look good, look really good. Interestingly, there's artifacts of the process. Like there's a particular guy you talk to whose face is all blurry on his head. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. because the film wasn't recorded. What They didn't have a good take that was in focus. Right. And they couldn't get the actor back. So they just plastered the blurry head on the model. Um, so it's interesting just because it's different than anything you've ever seen. And the effect for the time did work. It looked a cut above like the acting looks real in a way that's a cut above. OK, here come all my neg- negatives. I think it's a great idea that doesn't actually work in practice pretty much at all. Uh, the There's multiple reasons, and I'll get through them quickly, and then we'll get into it. Um, one, the GTA thing that you already basically elucidated, which is I didn't need driving portions at all. As soon as I realized I could skip the driving portions, I was like, oh, thank God, because the city's so featureless. It's pointless to drive around. It really is. Um, the shooting's fine. Like, all Rockstar shooting is fine. I would have kept the shooting parts, though. Um, But also my point is it had enough stuff. It almost feels unconfident when you're like, look, there's the interrogations, which is wholly unique to you. There's investigating the crime scenes, which is a detective thing, but it feels good. You did a good job executing that. And there's shootouts. You don't need driving around also. Like, I don't know. Three things is enough loops, I think. But I think that kind of brings it down. Um, And... I all but beyond that, the one thing that's most unique about it, the interrogations, here's my issue, is it's based around the it's basically a whole game based around the trope I like least in fiction, filmed fiction, which is that you can tell when someone's lying because most people you can't. And uh, there's this thing where actors indicate that they're lying and we all just accept it. But it always bothers me. I'm like, how would so the 
character in the thing will want to indicate to the audience that they're lying, but you want the person in the scene with them to believe them. And that's not possible because if they act so big that the audience can tell they're lying, then it breaks the reality to me. Well, why doesn't that person in the scene know that they're lying? Always bothers me, even though we do it all the time and everyone accepts it. So since that bothers me, it obviously bothers me that the game is basically, did this actor act like they're lying or telling the truth in a very obvious way? And I would say, even in the cases where you're supposed to accuse them with evidence, meaning the game designers want you to have thought about it more. They most of the actors do a really even split between what it is to tell the truth and what it is to lie. And you kind of get the vibe of that, too. And it just becomes, okay, is this actor giving me lie, truth or middle ground? Because middle ground means accuse with the evidence. Uh, And it. but my other issue is if you reverse that and made it really realistic, like really great actors giving subtle performances, then the game, my success would feel totally arbitrary because I'd be like, it didn't look like he was lying though. So I don't think this is a game loop that can work in my opinion. Mm, mm. Um, And I'll compare it to games that I think owe a lot to it, but did a better job like immortality wolf among us. There's even a contempt like a Sherlock Holmes Sega CD game that I thought did this really well. You don't need all the interstitial fucking around. You could just cut from case to case, which is something you said. And then the last thing I'll say, you can take this or leave it, which is great about life. Uh, I mean, the listener. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've heard the Call of Duty episodes, I'm definitely I have more trouble sometimes separating art and artists. Uh, and like I'm the one who will call out. Call of Duty for being military propaganda in a way. It really bothers me, I think more so than Adam, not to speak for you, um, but it's a spectrum. And so my last harping point, which I'm sure Adam can predict, is it's really racist. Uh, and I will get yeah. into evidence without listing every piece because there would be too many. But it's also racist in a way that doesn't say anything about racism other than granting, yeah, they're corrupt and racist. Um, but even the heroes are racist in an unexamined way. All, almost all the women you meet are naked, dead bodies. And the cops say stuff about them. Like you should have seen her. She was perfect porcelain on the slab. And you're like, this is the chief of police saying that the naked dead body of the murder victim is really sexy. Um, and what it boils down to is that rock star writers really think it's cool to be edgelordy, but they don't know what to do about it. They don't know what to do with big themes like that. And I think that's a real fumble. If you don't know how to examine intersectional racial issues with tact, don't just throw out like epithets that I'm not going to repeat. Don't just throw, don't just write in a lot of N words and S words and G words and shit. Cause you're like, it makes it feel adult. It makes it feel sophisticated. They're all racist. <laughs> Hate that shit. That's my rant. That's a great point. Uh, I think we should talk about that a little bit uh, mm. because th- that's an interesting point about that time too. Uh, but let's not do it yet. Instead, Let's go. Let's send our audience uh, spiraling with these heady accusations into a couple of yeah, commercials. Yeah. That's right. You so touched th- you touched a newspaper, but you actually accidentally <laughs> read the ad section. Like, oh, so now God. you're like, fuck, I, this, this shit is unskippable, too. Oh, That's God. Right. You yeah. can't skip any of them. <laughs> That's right. See you on the other side. OK, I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. 
AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. We're back after having listened to, no doubt, the most stereotypical Southerner in the history of cinema or video games. I do right? want to talk about how the actual noir plot on a spreadsheet is good. So let's cross okay. another checkpoint. Um, and get into game on where we just get to chat. And I will also just quickly start with, uh, because we mentioned the newspaper thing. uh, And it made me realize, so the unskippable thing was an issue for me. If you're a completionist like me, um, like something we're also covering another Mass Effect soon, I really appreciate that you can mash that square button because in moral games where I'm really role-playing and I'm really fraud and invested, which is what I assume the game designers want. Uh, I ended up being wrong about some stuff and being like, I can't have this outcome and reloading my save. Right. And that became very grating when I realized if I reload that save, I got to watch a 12 minute movie that I can't skip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was a strange omission. I think it was their way of, again, it's, they're sort of in this this transitional time before they really had con- like continuous accent access to good uh, motion capture, so they feel right. beholden to like you got to watch this. You know, like everything depends on seeing these performances. And like, I mean, I'm I'm defending them. That's my that's my assessment based it's on valid. what I've seen. And dude, I, that yeah. was another thing I wanted to say in its favors. I actually think this game influenced subtly premier AAA games. For example, this was early in that trend, and now it's very common. Like, God of War Ragnarok had unskippable cutscenes because it's like, it's as if Scorsese's in the room saying to you, no, this is art. You fucking watch it. You you paid for it. Watch the shit we made. Uh, And it feels adult and premiere, right? I get it. I think that this game was daring in as much as, first of all, this is like a daring idea to put into a GTA body. I mean, I think we both agree it doesn't totally work, but it's a daring uh, idea in that more way. more than you, but I absolutely agree that the idea excites me, and I wish yeah. more people tried games like Agreed. this with various styles and voices. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. And, like, I think it was proof in some ways for all video games, like, we can do legitimate cinematics. Like, you can do a cinematic story on this level, and, like, I would say it's a dot on that continuum that was important. Here's, like, some external evidence for that, just, you know, so that it's not just some claim. Um, This is the first video game to ever be honored at a film festival for cinematics, and the film festival is Tribeca, a not insignificant one. Um, so like, wait, wait, the, wait, sorry. When did that happen? That happened in 2000. It was selected. Uh, It was 2011, May. But my favorite weird game, which I shouted out on a recent episode that hasn't landed yet, Nine The Last Resort, one Tribeca, and that 
specifically, and that game came out in 96. Boosh. One of us is wrong. Look it up. Some Okay, we'll I'm looking at it, it on Wikipedia, so some, maybe I'm not correct about that. <laughs> it was honored as an official selection. It was the first video game at Tribeca. That's what it says. I don't know, so maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought nine the, was, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, go well, ahead. We could both be. The point being, I think not the film industry saw it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the point being, the film industry saw this as a momentous achievement in uh, cinematics, particularly in this medium. And I think you, everybody agrees with that. And so well, because at, they were coming off that sweet, sweet, like GTA three was so huge. Right. This was a company right. that was not the richest. And now they're like, we're one of the richest game companies. What's our big swing with all our money. And, and it's cool that they went with this. Well, Although I believe multiple projects were pipelined at the same time, but regardless, it's cool. They tried this for sure. The, they took seven years to make this game. So like, you know, this is a this was a long term effort that mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, resulted here. Um, I guess I'm pointing all that out because I think that's the thing about it that makes it deserve our conversation. You know, what I mean, like as far as like, is it is it a larger achievement? I think it beyond like it, on on any metric that you and I would normally evaluate games for like fun is the story super well told. I don't think that this game like is a stellar game. Like I'm ready to concede that right off the top, but as an influencer of the art form, it does matter. Like right now you play, like I was just playing a uh, horizon, uh, forbidden West, which by the way, the cinematics in that just blow your mind. Like, you know, you keep playing, you blow your mind. And I keep game. thinking, yeah, it's not just pretty. The motion capture of it is yeah, uh, yeah. incredible. That falls and you really, under the umbrella pretty, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, you realize like a lot of these games that decided they can lean this heavily on actors performances. They really owe it to this game. You know, it's not the only game that did it. Right. It's a, it's leaping over that uncanny Valley in gaming and, and we're not all there yet. And you have to expend, I think to this day, significant resources to do that. Uh, and so you really got to appreciate like the mortal combats of the world who tried ways to be like, That's can right. we make the face? Cause every video game face, just their brows don't move. They look like a mannequin. It's good. It's fine. We love these games, but can we ever make it feel like you're talking to a human being? And I think still today, like only a couple games a year, really do actually it. successfully right yeah like um playing jedi survivor right now i'm sure we'll cover it soon but yeah. uh i don't think it does it to the degree that horizon forbidden west does it and it does other no. things that it focused on and so it's like it, even still this is rarefied air and that was a long time ago to be doing very good facial expressions in gaming it- it's also funny to see how good the facial stuff looks and then go like do like a 45 degree rotation around their heads and see like the women's hair makes them look like they have like head deformities and stuff like the facial stuff is far beyond their ability in terms of like polygons for like bodies and stuff. Oh, you know it I mean? reminded me of, if anyone knows the um, Scott Thompson recurring sketch on kids in the hall where he does the spoonhead celebrities, because yeah. if you're familiar with rock star bodies, they're not like the most sophisticated models of human bodies. No, no, so it's not at all. super like these amazing faces are kind of walking around on hilarious, like stick figures almost. A hundred percent. I mean, it still looked great at the time in every way. Uh, but you can but like, see the scenes. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I've also played this game four times and the fourth, this most recent time, which we played oh, it for this episode. I know I was surprised by that too. Uh, it really stood out how much it has fallen to history you know what i mean like history's just moved on like aesthetics wise uh in the yeah. last you know a couple generations how um, uh sorry oh, go ahead no no i want to hear your question oh i was just gonna say i think i'd like to talk about a little bit about what the noir plot was why it worked yeah. or why it didn't yeah i thought it was a good plot sometimes well dispensed sometimes clumsily dispensed i think it would have been way clearer and i don't understand why uh, the first case was not the actual morphine knockoff at the docks. Agreed. And that's why you get tangled up and all this, but you don't realize it for a while. So it's like the benign hook. Uh, yeah, just makes I more sense. And it game, was weird how the last thing was arson, as I'm sure you were also right. alluding to. Yeah, the, the, the game, desks you work seem to be in an odd order. I, they really wanted to sort of travel through like all the aspects of a detective, like a, like what they do. Or like the most substantial detective departments, 
you know, and like, uh, I, I get it. And I understand the, the, why that's cool. Like, you know, now you're going to do traffic cases and that's a different thing than arson cases, but really the traffic desk and the arson desk both feel, um, just unsatisfying. You know, so may um, I uh, read just a little synopsis I wrote of yeah. what literally the plot is? Because I yeah, think yeah. if this was a movie, you'd be like, that's a fairly good noir plot. Yeah. A GI kid who witnessed a bunch of horrible shit in the war and legitimately has like good intentions, you could say, uh, because he knows chemistry, like recruits some of his down and out vet buddies to knock off a morphine shipment so he can get vets aftercare because they can't get it from the state. But they don't realize that you need to dilute it a tremendous amount. And it starts getting out uh, as into the economy as they like sell it to like buy things for the vets. And then there's a rash of overdoses. So they freak out. He goes to a doctor guy he knows who is the Southern gentleman we referred to, who's obviously like a malicious conniver and the real linchpin of the plot. And he knows the mayor and the chief of police and they're all in it together. And he's super well connected. And he says, I'll take care of this for you and just cover it up. And then sits on the morphine and like slowly releases it, uses the money to make more money by buying houses that he says he's going to give to vets and then burning them down for the insurance money. And it all goes into this police slush fund that everyone's dipping their beak into. Like it really rolls up into quote unquote, the whole system is crooked in a very smooth, good way. Like I liked it. And of course, Courtney, Courtney ends up dead in a gutter or whatever. And everyone's betrayed except the powerful people. And you got to bring them down. It's all that's, good. Oh, that's and then the, like yeah. case. That's the case that like that's undercuts the, the whole case. thing. Right. The the moment to moment, you're following a detective who knows that that those guys, by way of having been their commander, who is also Okinawa. haunted by his war shit. Right. Correct. And he, you know, we find out he was not a very good commander, and he made some mistakes, and he's trying to redeem himself through his like you know virtuoso performance as a Los Angeles police detective. And through a series of like, you know, disappointing revelations comes to understand that the department is corrupt and, and he can't redeem himself. And he correct. or maybe he can by sacrificing his life. So he does. Correct. And maybe that will do it. And uh, forgot to mention the little wrinkle, which is good. Uh Gets involved with a femme fatale. His marriage is ruined for it. His reputation is smeared. So he's literally in the sewer or like, you know, figuratively, which is where the climax takes place. And the whole time, the Southern doctor obviously doesn't burn houses himself. So he has a mentally ill patient that he's convinced into thinking he's like avenging the Lord or something by burning all these houses. He accidentally burns a house with a family inside and completely snaps. And this leads us to the climax where you realize he's another guy who is in your platoon from the war and you try to talk him down, but you can't. It's like, as it's I good. describe it, it's I'm like, really it's good. good. It's yeah. good stuff, man. It's a, it's even a well as an written. homage to LA confidential. It's good. Yeah, and they're stealing from some other things, but just like Red Dead steals from a melange yeah. of Western stuff. That's yeah. their that's their thing. Yeah, it's well done. I like. Let me tell you the points that I think don't land emotionally that sort of subtract a bit from the efficacy the of it. Kind of glossed yes. over, but now that's you go. the thing. Yeah, that's the one that really missed, and the reason it missed is that it doesn't super land for us. Why? our protagonist gets involved with this lounge singer who is German. Um, It also doesn't totally scan emotionally like, Oh, she's German. That would seem like a betrayal of America in 1947. And you don't know his wife at all. Cause there's essentially no female characters in this who have any like well-rounded development. So what are the stakes? You're like, Oh, he had a wife. I didn't even know he had a wife. And also like, (laughs) why is an affair such a big deal? Cause you don't know that in 1947, like that, that was almost a criminal offense or might it was like, I, yeah. I, I was able to gather that from context and remember yeah. like, yeah, that probably is. Or like, I believe them if they say that Me it's too. that bad, but it is funny and not rock stars fault that like, you know, he, he can shoot a guy in the back because he's black and he like shoplifted right. Right. and then he's, then they're like, Great job, Cole. And then they're like, you fucked your wife. Get out of here. You disgust yeah, me. There's a weird, yeah. the weird double standards are a thing that I think they're trying to explore. I don't know that they're doing it super and well, I'm but not, they're doing it yeah. sometimes. And I'm not laying that at their feet, nor yeah. am I a person who thinks I do think you should have representation in your creative team if you're going to represent racial issues. But 
I uh, don't think you can't ever like put the N word in a thing, right? Like obviously like uh, Donald Glover can't, you know, and I can't right, say right. shit. So like right, right. Um, my point is, and I, I don't need to make myself seem righteously superior by like dunking point by point. Um, I'll just say that in my estimation, playing the game for many hours, it was a pattern of unexamined, of just doing it, not really having anything to say about it and trying to earn cool points in being oblivious to patterns like scrupulously bad patterns like the uh let me see i'll just do one point that really stuck out to me and then say and and it went on like this um but 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 the second case at the train tracks the first guy you interview is a black guy who's completely honest and clear but it turns out the one correct twist is that even though you can't prove he took money out of a wallet you're he supposed to you're supposed right, to be a bad cop and say he did yeah. anyway and yeah. it turns out that he did and then the third case is immediately you interview an old man and he says three mexicans did it and the correct answer is yes that's true good cop and then you later murder those mexicans and the you know my point is the writers controlled that it was true they made it so the mexicans did do it and it turns out it's the case of a young mexican man who's being hassled by a serial rapist and the rapist gets away and you arrest the young man and you seem fine with that and your uh uh chief is like good job cole um so anyway it just goes on like that in a way where i realized and it was true I had more success in the game on average when I realized I was role playing as a racist cop. Like Cole right. is also That's racist. Right. They want you to think and that. And the world That's is correct. racist. And yeah. I don't know how comfortable I am with that. If you are, you can play it. If you aren't, it might bother you. I'm just saying so, what it is like. <laughs> I don't disagree with you at all about anything you say. I, I found in particular the the case where you are investing the console's car to really be like not a very well examined thought about racism. So I would say this game sort of subscribes to the Mad Men school of problematic issues. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is if we put it in there, we've said something about it. And sometimes they're saying something about it in a direct way. And sometimes or they're their just argument kind of, is it's a period piece. We're reflecting right. the reality of the time. Right. You can't touch us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, or they, or they deludedly, but honestly felt that they were saying something by including it. I would say they do a better job on the whole addressing misogyny than they do race. I think the race stuff, they don't really have a lot of commentary there. And consequently they inadvertently sort of support. They do. Okay. Uh, so I want to hear you speak on this just cause what do you say yeah. about the, like their fixation uh, seemingly on. The homicide thing is like just mutilated naked lady after mutilated right. naked well, lady. Well, they're all they're all black dahlias. You know what I mean? Like that's like it's sure. one guy who's killed. I mean, I agree that it's really upsetting. You never see a male victim in the homicide desk ever. ever. Right. And it's like it's it's a bummer. Like in those cases are a bummer in that way. Um, and I don't know if that I don't know. Is that instantly wrong? I mean, they do the they do the kind of justification that. They should do when they're talking Mm -hmm. about how all these patriarchal forces are oppressing women and they get victimized and nothing gets fixed. And they say they explore all those things. And Cole ultimately comes to the resolution that he's irredeemable. Yeah. But not because he was racist. Like he never even thinks about that. No, no, it's a mixed thing. No, the right. race part that I think that critique could, like can stand un like without any context for me. I think you're 100 yeah. percent right. I felt it when I was playing it this time. I was like, ooh, this is not in particular. Yeah. The console's car one is very upsetting. And I'm um, actually not about like trying to earn limitless righteousness points. No, no, so no. I'll no, stop no. there. But I also thought uh, it was interesting that his name is Cole Phelps uh-huh. because Cole is what you give a bad person and Phelps is like police helps. So I bet that was intentional. <laughs> no, actually the last thing I'm going to say is like, I think it's, I think it's like an offensive joke, man. To me, this is how I navigate. Everything is unique. Uh, unfortunately, if you're dealing with offense and trying to be an empathetic person, everything's a complicated prospect. Right. Most things. So it is what it is. It's an equation or like it's a formula. So, uh, with an offensive joke or storytelling that's edgy and the authors are like, I didn't mean anything bad by it. Uh, you have to experience the whole thing and decide if you think it carried its own weight. Like was the message valid enough to counterbalance the unpleasantness of blah, blah, blah. That's right. Um, 
and it's just not for me and Rockstar stuff usually. Uh, I've talked before, like GTA 5, the script had the most N-words of like anything in the history of mankind. And it was written by two white guys. And I think that's weird. But maybe you don't. And okay, also now after I'm really this, done with this issue. And also after <laughs> this, like they made that game yeah. after this game. No, no. Right. I, and I, so just for the record, I'm not arguing with a single thing you totally. said. And what I'm doing is what I'm trying to say how I felt the game did or did not comment on these issues. Yeah. Like, I don't think they did comment on race issues. I think that they, or they did a little bit, but not not much. much. And and I, (laughs) and I think it's really hard to justify that. Um, Yeah. You know, somebody maybe can, I, I'm not going to, I think, I also don't know the value of, of, even if you say something about it, like pointing out relentlessly that misogyny is a thing. I mean, and that's what they did. Um, and pointing out the police corruption and brutality is a thing. And they did point that out relentlessly. Oh man. Several of the cops beat women at every chance they get. And talk about it. He's like, yeah, it's an emergency. Where's that guy? And the secretary's like, I don't know. And he just punches her in the head. Yep. (laughs) It's a pretty funny scene since they're just polygons. It's, uh, I mean the, the things that your partners say about women are all like, man, oh man, like it's really gnarly. And, (laughs) and like they have a, they have a, there's a molestation case that happens on the traffic desk. The other thing that was glossed over is you could find this little thing or not find it. And if you find it, they're like that guy you busted for grand theft auto. He also had like a 12 year old girl as a sex slave. Right. And you're like, okay. Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So like, I don't know. The game is definitely like, as all noir stories do diving into the shitty stuff that is true about society. Everyone's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of the genre. I accept that. And I'm, yeah, this is not a defense. I'm just explaining how I feel, like what I thought about it. Like I, we're we're safe. This is an okay exploration of art. It's a podcast. So people need (laughs) to hear that. Um, I feel that I I would not make this, I would not sign off on this now if I was the creator. Um, I didn't feel that way in 2011. I think, you know, so I, in some way my (laughs) sensibilities evolved and I think socially our sensibility has evolved a little bit. It's it feels uh, it's not enough to just put stuff in a game and say, you know, that's how life was. Yeah. But, you know, you're still putting it in there. So. So, you know, make, if you, make a meaningful that, comment about it. If that logic doesn't compel you, I do highly recommend uh, an explainer vid on YouTube called Lampshading and the Big Bang Theory, which explains this phenomenon right. so that we don't have to get into right. it very well. But I, yeah. So again, just to say one more time for the record, I do think the game is trying to make the point that the police are, were always corrupted, especially in this time that they were constantly trying to find ways to beat up on the low lives of society, put low lives in quotes. And that includes people who don't are unhoused people with mental illness, uh, includes people of color. Like the police were intentionally in the game's logic, oppressing those people and accusing them of crimes they didn't commit from you the know. game is since when does the LAPD care about black men getting murdered? Right. Oh, you're right. We yeah. don't. That's a, that's, that's a direct quote. <laughs> it's wild. So like, you know, I don't know. They are trying to say something. Is it enough? That's the question, you know? Um, right. I can move on to another point if that's okay. Oh, oh by the yes, way, I think the, molest- the yes. molestation case really bummed me out. Like I, it, I just it, thought it was comically glossed over it for being such a high stakes. Like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So but, yeah. Would you like this game better if it was point and click? No, like I'm saying, Wolf Among Us is the perfect analog. They kind of refined yeah. it down to its base elements. Yeah. If there weren't, if they didn't even try to have driving stuff and it just went, case 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 i would find it really compelling actually and i didn't like how often they relied on good cop bad cop especially bad cop to just hunch or bully people into the truth if it was like 80 percent you had to deduce the connections between the evidence and what they said and actually disprove them that's more fun for me and i understand their reasoning their thought is probably being a real cop it's more 80 20 the other way you're usually guessing on a hunch and trying to get people to break so you can use that confession against the person in the other room totally i bet that's more realistic of being a detective um but for my money to be a fun puzzle game what tickles my brain i would love an la noir game with no driving 
exact same kinds of setups, but way more evidence and puzzle based. So like I briefly alluded to the earliest game I can remember like this was there was a Sherlock Holmes game on Sega CD where you would just, Oh, you know it. You would just click around the area of London. It was all full motion video. So still real actors. And you had to tell whether people were lying, but never based on the actor's performance. They hadn't, they didn't, you know, the devs seemingly didn't even think of that. It's all clues. It's based on the clues and what they say indexed with the reality of the clues. That's more fun for me. Less realistic, though. Yeah. And le- and also less the experience they're trying to deliver, which is what if you were playing a noir movie? I like more than trying. Like, totally. I don't think they're delivering what it's like to be a cop or even a 40s cop. I think I they're delivering. Was, oh, sorry. Are you playing no, a, you. a noir film? This is what that is. Um, I do want to say one other thing, but go ahead and make your point. Well, I was just going to say, I think that's part and parcel with why another thing I didn't like about it. Um, was that no matter what, no matter how many, you could be wrong every time yes. and you would still inevitably barrel ahead towards the end of the case. Correct. And sometimes you'd arrest the wrong person, but sometimes you always get the right person no matter what, like it doesn't matter. Um, most of the cases it, I would don't have a right person. Right. Because, the, yeah. oh, because at the end, the whole reveal is this crazy guy's been doing it the whole time. That's right. accurate. Right. Um, but my Point being, I think you already absorbed it. I would like to fail out if I was wrong yeah. and do it again. That's Agreed. more my sentiment. Yeah. Agreed. I think that the system they used to guide the interrogations is was not didn't quite work. It was almost there, but it didn't quite work. And I know that they know that because they actually changed what those things were labeled in their remaster. Originally, the three options that you have to, to investigate like an interrogation where truth, doubt and lie. Like, so are they telling the truth? Do you doubt them or lie now? And they changed changed it it. to good cop, bad cop accusation, meaning that it wasn't clear to people from those three buttons, what action to take based on mean. Right. Yeah. And they wanted to make it clearer. I think narratively like, Oh, you, this is the action the cop is taking based on what they've told you. Not, whether you can trust them or not. Right. So, because like sometimes truth isn't necessarily about like, did they tell you the truth, but are they talking? Like, are they, are they being cooperative or not? Like they couldn't make those distinctions, those granular distinctions clear. Um, Another thing that happens a lot in this game is they want you to accuse somebody of a lie, but they didn't say something that was directly a lie, like a provable lie. So what you do is you accuse them of a lie and you say, I don't like, I don't buy it. And then the character responds with, why don't you prove this other thing that, that is the actual lie. Let's see you prove it. Right. So like what they always say, yeah, they want, or, but let's see you prove. And then you're proving actually a different thing was a lie than what they said. So like sometimes you're in these trees and you don't really know, which thing they want you to pick. And the only way is to try the wrong thing. And it works In out the for way you. that Rockstar always does. Yeah. Like I'm surprised there wasn't, wasn't a paperwork mini game. Like yeah. they try to do too yeah. much and they can't nail every aspect. Yeah. There are, the seams are very on the surface with Rockstar, um, but it's fun, you know, but it's still fun. Like, uh, like I thought it was so funny how over and over I'm like, you couldn't, quality test this and be like we need to fix that um because i skipped all the driving portions which you do by like holding x next to the passenger seat every time i'd have the same broken nonsensical conversation where my partner would go we better get over to this location and i immediately go okay let's go and they go where are we going and i'm like bitch you just said where and yeah, Cole yeah, would yeah. laboriously walk from the driver's seat around to the passenger side and get in and it's like Everything's so comically not belabored. It's belabored. Yeah. 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 Yeah, They, I do feel like this game, no matter how many times they remaster it or whatever, touch it up. It does feel like it didn't totally get finished. Like, like it does feel like they needed at least one more, uh, cycle of polish to really make all the interactions smooth. Like sometimes for instance, you're holding up an object and like that object is a clue, but if you don't hold it at the correct angle, the zoom thing doesn't happen. <laughs> and you're like, come on, man. Like, I know this is a clue, you know? Oh like, yeah, man. Just there stuff was like that. One, I forget what it is, but I'm like, 
because the clues that aren't clues, because they do have red herrings, you end up seeing them cycle. So like, right. uh, that's right. You know, a cigarette box and a can are always not clear. They're just detritus. <laughs> um, but yeah, one time. So there was like a key with a ribbon on it. Not really. I forget what, but specific enough where I'm like, I know you're a clue. I turn it over and over and over and it won't go like you just said. And I spend like 45 minutes fucking around. I finally cave and look it up and they're like, yeah, it's on that key. And I go back and I just do it and longer and it finally clicks. And I'm like, fuck you. Like that is a, yeah, that's quite a hard thing to come back from in terms of your enjoyment of the game. Agreed. (laughs) So I also, (laughs) the next hour, I mean, it's frustrating. I I also want to say, uh, the original game was released without, I want to say they added like five or six DLC cases, something like that. Um, I played them. Yeah. I yeah, added the DLC I played them stuff. all. Um, I, I think the DLC cases in isolation are all fun in some way or the other. Um, but they really, really ruin the larger game they in break terms of the pacing. Structure. Yes. For example. Yeah. Like it, you end up with things because there's a new story beat shimmied in where Cole goes towards the end of the third act. Like you just found out who the serial killer burner of children is or whatever. And you're like, we got to go now. And then it cuts and it's like, hey, you should do this other unrelated case that's just beginning now. We just have a dead body and we don't know anything about it. And you calmly go about doing that. And you're like, what's going on? It makes it seem like a TV show you're watching out of order or like you missed a beat. The most egregious of them is they they really wanted to get a Spruce Goose case. Like they thought that was so cool. Sure. And OK, so like you're really zeroing in on like the end of the narrative. Like You've been playing this game for 30 hours or whatever. It's in the third act. Like we're chasing bad guys and like you know dodging the law and stuff and then there's like a nuclear sized explosion in the middle of los angeles because of this like that's uh, right. airline yeah, the, drift and you're like the, the packing plant blew up and yeah. you're like i was wrapping up my whole yeah. thing that would have been chernobyl like that would have dramatically yeah. changed history if that had happened you know what i mean like it's uh it's just one of those the things where it's like explosion of 1947 yeah, yeah they wanted to they wanted to Deliver the fun of Spruce Goose and a wild goose chase and this guy's ex-military and and like espionage and shit. Yeah. Like they want to do that, but if you play it now and you can't remove those cases, it destroys the continuity of the original game that was better paced. Like it, it was a well-paced corn game. Beef, it did. You should have seen it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I think we're about ready to to That's my take another break. That's my thoughts. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, let's uh, let's put the siren on and we'll uh, hustle over to our next case on the other side of the break. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Today, I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, Time ends. Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, Head over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. We are back with our final segment. Uh, and I also passing another checkpoint. Thank you, editor, for adding that effect later. Uh, I also wanted to say, speaking of sirens, uh, as you were before the ads, Funny that in a game with so many fail states, like if you hit a pedestrian, if you damage your car too much, act too weird or not like a cop, aim your gun at a bunch of, you know, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you could roll up to where you know a suspect is holed up with your sirens blaring and they wouldn't notice. I thought that was very funny. So I did it every time. It just really, yeah, like the, again, the GTA pieces of this game didn't work very well. Like I like, for instance, did you ever have a good time running down a criminal like the running stuff, you know, Uh, on foot? Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, In so the one so like if you were doing it, even Wolf of Wall Street, Wolf Among Us style, uh, I would maybe have a couple sections where you drive a car and run someone off the road. That was fun. And your partner shoots out the tires. That was kind of a fun mini game. Yeah. But not driving to get to the location, nor the uh running on foot to get to catch tackle someone fuck that because it's if you've played any gta or rockstar game you know it's mash x to run which i still think is even in gta 5 you're like this feels so dated like let's but I move gotta on continuously press something to sprint please yeah, yeah i agree uh i completely agree with you i think yeah they're never gonna make another they're not gonna make la noir 2 because this studio was disbanded like almost immediately after the game was released which GTA is six though I'm hey, sure. Oh yeah, that we know that's in development. LA Noir yeah. 2 could have been a really great game. Like there is a <laughs> version of that that could be awesome. Um at least it haunts me. I know it really it's going to bother me to the day I die. Uh all right, well, here we are. Keep or delete. We've already passed the checkpoint. So uh Mike, I feel mm. like yours is the least surprising. Do you want to go first? Do you feel this tech at least is worth preserving for history? Uh Let's put it this way. Yeah. I think I, well, I'm, I'm going to say it more strongly than I mean for comedic effect. Listen to the episode. You know my opinion. But I think in the end, I'd recommend watching LA Confidential over playing LA, LA Noir, and it stars a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but they're both fine wow. media products. Wow. Uh, that's a delete, Adam. Wow. LA Confidential is fantastic. Uh, for those of you who have never seen it, it's a wonderful film. Um, yeah, I'm Keep also, it on the hush hush. Very QT. Yeah. Oh, great. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. I love this game. Like it, it, it's, it's everything I love out of like case stuff, you know, and you get, we all know I that I like more noir games generally. Yeah. I love noir yeah. stuff. Um, I don't think it's a good enough game to keep. Uh, and I wish it, I wish it was, um, I wish it was. And I think it's one of my favorites, although I don't know if I'll play it again because I got tired of it this time. And I was like, you know what? One of I've your favorite it. deletions? Oh, like replays, comfort replays. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've replayed yeah. it a bunch of times. I I but I yeah, it's just not good enough. Um, it's just not executed at that level or or as consistently fun as it could be. Um, which is a shame. <laughs> I like when you bad cop a lady with uh 
lady, if you don't tell me what I want to know, I'll put you and your baby in jail. I do not think that's how that works. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put your baby in jail because you committed a crime. There's a used car salesman that keeps... Even in the 40s. There's a used car salesman that throws like eight or nine one-liners and they're all really dumb. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one being walk this way and he does a wacky ass walk with those That's right. pixelated legs and you're like alright man let's cut to the chase it's a long game <laughs> like what are we doing here uh, yeah didn't love him he also called the female suspect as sharp as a bag of mice <laughs> and I was like what? And, uh, you're as full of crap as a Christmas goose comes yeah. up at one point yeah yeah, yeah. well cool. we had a lot of fun you got, here. Our, you got our big old swing and double D's rock star delete delete <laughs> We out. I Put guess. on our sunglasses. <laughs> motorcycle dust cloud. Boom. Taking our space, our space police car. Uh, no, I a uh, lot of fun. Wish wish we could have kept it. Uh, Mike, I That's think that right. does it for us for today. Don't you? Except for plugs. If you want to hear Great. our other stuff, uh, type small beans into wherever you get podcasts. Then you'll get our free feed where we do a bunch of other shows on various sure media do. topics. Uh, and then if you end up liking the free feed, we have bonus series about even other other things at patreon.com slash small beans. That includes shows about directing as an art form, um, the works of Steven Spielberg the wor- and the shows Star Trek and Futurama sort of paired together in combination and other stuff. Buddy, I love our ride alongs. See you at that the next case. Good app. Yeah. Work complete. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.